0: glad to hear it um back back at it yes back at it you're smiling Hanson. that no, 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 not sound sincere my how are you doing glad <laughs> to hear it yeah yeah it's the best i can
3: do hey, you wouldn't have won a golden globe
0: hey i brought in gravy flavored candy canes if oh. anybody's willing to try it on the air oh, oh wow uh, i hadn't thrown up yet in 2018 <laughs> might as yeah. well start now
3: <laughs> right <laughs> exactly I haven't been sickened thus far <laughs> gravy flavored candy canes so maybe we'll break those out later So, uh, also coming up, the most uh, amazing spider-related story I've ever heard in my life.
0: Oh, is it better than this? It's raining iguanas in Florida?
3: (laughs) And it's actually true? No, it's not better than raining iguanas. I didn't say it was the best story. I just said it was the best spider story. So stay with us, won't you? Also coming up, some Antifa news. The statement... Given to the FBI by the wife of the Pulse nightclub shooter Omar Mateen is now known what he was up to. Interesting from I her heard perspective. That. Well, they're not going to publish it because he was an angry, angry, angry Muslim who wanted to punish Americans, which does not fit their. He wasn't that narrative. Um, and there was one more thing. I one other thing I wanted to. I ah, we'll get to it. Whatever it is.
0: Okay. Whilst I'm talking, Sean, you can unwrap this gravy-flavored candy cane because I know you will try it. Oh, good. You're that sort of person. Oh, that's
3: right. Yeah, I have a a great collection of aberrant human behavior in 2018. It looks like 2018 is going to be a truly aberrant year.
0: A couple of things that are interesting. California is now the world's largest market for legalized marijuana as of the first of the year. World's largest market for Mm. legal marijuana Clearly, yeah, um, and we'll see how that plays out in terms of people getting stoned or not, or taxes, or or, or what. I don't know. We'll see. Um, in terms of drinking, uh, n- number of articles over the weekend, we're uh, leading up to New Year's Eve. I guess you know. I suppose they do this every year because the amateurs are going to go out and get drunk for the one night of the week
3: and then be ashamed. You're drinking to knock back your shame. All right. But there was a. Did you taste the
0: candy cane? The gravy flavored candy cane? Oh, this is
3: disgusting. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a world class wince. <laughs> it's a sickening. I thought it tasted a lot like gravy. It takes
4: like 10 to 15 seconds for you to actually taste the flavor. Yeah. And then it's just kind of repulsive. My,
0: my wife pointed out to me, and I think this is true, that why would i be more disturbed that they took the chemical took a bunch of chemicals that taste like gravy and put them in a candy cane then they took a bunch of chemicals that taste like peppermint and put them in a candy cane <laughs> they're not using some you know uh ground up natural herb or something to make the peppermint they' are not candy using- peppermint i don't think so probably not just chemicals
4: well for one gravy is a horrible breath freshener (laughs) there's no kidding
0: well there's the is it a pleasant (laughs) taste you want actually gravy is a pleasant taste i'd like to walk around sucking on a gravy flavored lozenge all day long wow
3: you are the biggest fan of gravy i've ever known i am
0: it's my number one
3: favorite food well that's great (laughs) that's good gravy pretty bad huh uh, is, is but tell un- me it doesn't taste like gravy. Is there an untouched portion of it, Sean? Or, give I've got just, a bunch here. Yeah, oh, you don't want to keep them? Here's your own. <laughs> well, because it's your, it's what you wished for. It's essentially a gravy lozenge. <laughs> oh, my God. The stripes are gravy colored. Yes. I don't know why I didn't expect that. It's obvious. <laughs> is it like a turkey gravy?
0: Uh, it's a brown gravy as opposed to a white gravy. I know my gravies.
3: White gravy privilege. I'll uh,
0: allow you to open that. So are you tasting it? I am. Okay.
3: Your first taste is like it's a candy cane. Oh, Lord. <laughs> See? Yeah, You're right, there right? It, it climbs up on you.
4: <laughs> it really sick to it. my stomach. And I, ch- I threw up yesterday.
0: It says on the back, artificial roast beef flavor. So it's oh, supposed to it's taste like good.
3: roast beef. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> God, that's just, that's just frigging bad, man.
0: <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. But that's just me. So, you know, when you get it out of your mouth... It now
3: smells like gravy in here, which I'm a fan of. That doesn't... If Judy made gravy like that, I'd say, Hon, I think there's something wrong with
0: it. God, I made sausage gravy the other night. It was so good. Oh, talk it to looks me. like dog vomit, but it's so oh, delicious. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, um, uh, article about drinking in the New York Times that I thought that was pre- pretty interesting for all the deserved attention to the opioid crisis... O- alcohol overuse remains a problem much bigger. 88,000 deaths per year that they attribute to alcohol overuse. Mm. 88,000, which is a lot more than the opioid deaths. Wow, yeah. Which Opioids, is, a new kid on the block. Please, yeah.
3: alcohol's the king.
0: Um, there's been a 50% uptick in emergency room visits since the year 2000. What? And after three decades of deaths from cirrhosis going down, they've started to go up again. So at some point, if you care about this sort of thing, we might have to turn our attention to the the number of people who are drinking themselves to death as opposed to, you know, whatever opioid you want to talk about using that to escape their woes.
3: I read over the weekend, Jack, that opioids are the uh substances naturally produced by the brain and opiates are the drugs. Okay. Good luck with that. Okay. Um you remember I when I toured the morgue and asked the uh the uh morgatorium there, the uh oh, the coroner said, Who's your typical customer? Middle aged middle aged man, alcoholic was the immediate answer. Yeah. And like hardcore alcoholic, not like two glasses of wine like myself. Naturally. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. But sure. it, you know. You know, I'm not trying to change anybody's lifestyle. It's just, I just think that's interesting. You get way more people drinking themselves to death than you do, you know, doing all those other drugs that we've decided is such a crisis because of the numbers. Mm -hmm. We've been stacking up bodies, people drinking too much
3: every year for forever. Right. And more now than before. So what you're saying was, is perhaps it could be interpreted as it could get 50% worse again and we'd still have legal uh, opioid bars. And there would be, <laughs> there would be OxyContin on the grocery store shelves. Right. You'd have to show an ID, but I mean, how how many deaths from alcohol would there have to be before we tried prohibition again? For instance,
4: or and, and you know something,
3: Maybe raise the age or something. I don't know what it would be. Right, and you know, listen, I'm not advocating any of that. But. No, no. Uh, well, and and it's like uh, the pot thing. Pot should be legal. And the Jeff Sessions story was way overblown. We ought to talk about that at some point that we missed over the week, over the uh, vacation. But it's very difficult to use OxyContin um, in a uh, a controlled, light, social way because of how addictive it is. I know alcohol is addictive, too, but there are millions, there are hundreds of millions of people who have a drink now and again or, uh, you know, a couple of glasses of wine in the evening, whatever. They don't turn into, right? You know, uh, uh, you know, you're in there in the Denny's parking lot, uh, Mr. Limbaugh, God bless him, uh, you know, trying to scratch sure. for
2: pills. Sure.
0: I think that's just clearly, clearly obvious. I find out my kid uh, drinks a little bit on the weekends. I, I don't even think about it. Yeah. If I find out my kid's dabbling in heroin, I'm freaking worried
3: as hell. Right. Right. So, yeah, there is a difference, mm-hmm. clearly. But um, it's interesting. I mean, is if death is your standard, that's a pretty solid standard. For something that's screwed up. Mm -hmm. And alcohol's the killer.
0: Um, If you've already given up your New Year's resolution, you are not alone by far. I can hit you with those statistics just because I know a lot of people this time of year, including myself, have tried to get a couple of things back on the road, including eating. Good God. (laughs) Just, Just a moronic view I took of eating leading up to the first of the year. Oh, no. With that stupid, not borne out by any statistics belief... That, I'll get it under control come January 1. Mm. I'll just change
3: it then. I'm just up a pound and a half. Woohoo! That's a win for me. It's a huge win. Really? Yeah. Feeling good about that. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, I ate a lot of apple crisp. I mean, a lot.
0: I did, too, until I was going to. Until I walked into the kitchen and the cat was standing up on the counter licking the apple crisp.
3: Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: That took all the fun out of it. Uh, we got. That's talk- what stopped you. We got to talk about Trump and North Korea and all these different things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This
3: is Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty
4: Show.
2: There's only one thing worse than trying to criminalize political differences, and that's trying to psychiatrize them. These psychiatrists now who are trying to diagnose without ever having met the man, how dare liberals, people on the left, try to undo democracy by accusing a president of being mentally ill without any basis? The 25th Amendment doesn't apply. Everybody knew who Donald Trump was when they elected him. And this idea of diagnosing him instead of opposing him politically poses an enormous danger.
0: That's um, longtime Democrat, Harvard professor Alan Dershowitz. uh, Unhappy with uh, his side for taking on Trump's mental fitness from
3: afar. Which is a a heck of a new thing that we're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I don't take it that seriously because I just think it's a... Effort to sell commercials and books and stuff like that. Well don't I don't think, I don't that think don't... it goes anywhere. Really? What? It, uh, it might infect, you know, the body politic. I suppose people might might start taking this stuff more seriously or something. But yeah, do you take do you take in much of like MSNBC? You ought to
0: watch that. Oh yeah, you yeah, watch Brian, lot, You but... watch Brian Williams at night, or you watch the the morning show on there. I mean, the, these are a lot of smart people talking to uh, talking to an audience that wants the news of the day. Mm-hmm. Saying without uh, hesitation, the president is mentally ill, and we're living in a very dangerous time. Oh yeah, that's not something you can overlook. I don't think that uh, when you, if you have half the country thinking the president is is mentally ill, mm-hmm. and these are very dangerous times, uh, bad stuff can come out of that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. It's ridiculous, but yeah, I remember the whole Reagan's senile and has no idea what's going on stuff and.
0: Trump Trump sets himself up for this, obviously. Oh, hell yeah, by 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 saying and acting in, in very strange ways. But um the you know, based on this book that that's out, the Fire and Fury book, the knock on the the Republican president being dumb has been every time since I've been following politics. Mm-hmm. Tell me the last time there was any media narrative that a democratic politician is dumb. Never. I can't think of one. But the Republican is always dumb. So that's just a regular theme. Right. And then Trump invites a lot of this stuff by saying wacky stuff. Dumb stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So yeah, more on that to come. Yeah. So, yeah. So on the New Year's resolution thing, I just wanted to mention that um, you uh, started day one on a road to new you maybe a week ago today you were very excited about it, as many as of us have been through the years, where you wake up and think, my new life, here it is, my brand new life, where I no longer, I don't know what it is, smoke, drink, eat bad food, now, you exer- now you're going to go to the gym every day. What's another common one?
3: Ah, getting more sleep, I think. That's a good one. It's sure. a really good one. You should. Financial stuff, I think, is big. Yeah, that's right. That's a big one. Uh, it's always smoking and drinking and eating and... uh that stuff, though, isn't it? Getting the organized. The list?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Recycle more.
3: Yeah. Recycle more. That's a, That's more. a good Big one, Michael. Big one, boy, I'll for tell the you what. Planet, Michael. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, there are a few things I care about less than recycling. I, that makes me a
3: bad person. I realize that. <gasps> My county does it. I just don't care. You throw all the crap in there. They sort it out and sell it for whatever they can get. That's fine. I should care. Pave the roads.
0: Uh But humans are notoriously bad at resisting temptation, according to all research. Especially if we're busy, tired, or stressed, which is the way a lot of people live their lives. Mm. By today, a quarter of resolutions have fallen by the wayside. As of today. 25% out the window. I gotta tell you, I don't think I've ever bailed on one in a week. And if you do bail on one in a week, you gotta question what <sighs> what, uh, what you were doing there. Why why were you even going through the whole thing? Did
3: you say it out loud to anybody? I hope not. You Because know, it's just embarrassing. That's a, No, that's a dark view of it. My <laughs> view is that... You're one fifty second better than you were last year. you had one good week wow. on a fifty two maybe wow. go for two next year wow <laughs> that's that's a rough start yeah one week yeah well, and then you got the self-loathing going when you fail at your resolution, which makes it even harder to do anything positive
0: by spring half are gone and at the end of the year ten percent have been fully kept which ten percent you know Although I wonder, you know, there are super easy ones like yours. You're not going to kick puppies in 2018. Right. Is it resolutions like that? Stuff that's fairly easy Unless they
3: got it coming. I just want to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> there is a caveat. Unless they start the fight. Exactly. All right. You have a re- resolution, Sean? Well, mine was to
4: not follow through on my New Year's resolution, but now I don't know what to do. All right. I'm in Hilarious, this weird kind complicated. of paradox.
0: Everything I
3: say is a lie. <laughs> oh, okay. All <Yeah, laughs> right.
0: Uh, but so then the article went on to talk about willpower and how that is kind of a made up thing. They've decided it doesn't, it doesn't really exist to most extents, hmm, the idea that you can just will various things to happen. Um, and that for, for practically everybody, statistically, you just are who you are past age, like 30
1: hmm.
0: and you're, you're not going to make any substantive changes. Hmm. If you can make one, you're you're. It's amazing. I've had one. I quit drinking, but I I've I've made no ground on anything else. (laughs) I mean anything. That was a big project, though. You know, that was a big one. Yeah, and I I don't know if it's um. As I was reading this, and there are a number of articles about this. I don't know if all the all the world of psychiatry or the culture or whatever just decided. You know what? This whole I'm going to change myself thing just isn't working. Let's all let's all just admit it's not working. I don't know if that just peaked or something uh, in the year 2017 Mm. or what. But is it is it um, is it depressing to find out that you can't really change yourself that much? Or is it just I want to deal with the facts? This is what human beings are. I want to deal with reality.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I think we're squarely into I've only lived in my own head territory. Mm. I don't know what the world looks like to everybody else. You know, and the longer I live and the more people I know, the more I realize that's true. I mean, for me, I either have the iron will of the uh, Nietzschean Superman or no will at all. And it goes in like six month cycles, <laughs> um, especially in terms of eating. My great thing is eating. I eat too much, I drink too much. But now I'm on a road where, no, it's fine. It's great. I'm doing good. I'm doing super. And it's easy. And then I'll go through a six-month period where I just have no ability to control it. Right. On the other hand, you know... and. Which sounds pretty typical, I think. It's bad for the show, because I, I don't want to talk about my New Year's resolution, because I actually have one this year, because it has to Not do, the one about puppies? Uh, right, the second one. Hmm. Um, just because it is... You has,
0: always have a secret New Year's resolution. I know, I know, but I don't...
3: <laughs> I, uh, there's
0: Except for when it was to wear better pants. Right? I remember that one.
3: Yeah, I failed at that one. I, well, I know I changed my mind. Wear better I pants. Thought, well, who am I doing this for? I'm wearing jeans and a flannel shirt. You don't like it? Go to hell. Um... <laughs> So, because uh, uh, it's like outreach based. I don't want, I, there's part of me that thinks New Year's resolutions are a little silly.
0: Mm, oh yeah, my dad does. We, we talked about this over Christmas. And okay. He said he's never made one and he thinks it's dumb.
3: Okay. Um, and, 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 and what I'm thinking about is fairly important. So I don't want people to think, okay, this is just, you know, he doesn't mean this is just a gimmick. Mm. It's just a stupid New Year's resolution. So I got to keep it on the down low. Gotcha, but I'm I'm not sure I buy the whole you can't do anything thing. Um, it's too defeatist. I I I'm less crappy than I used to be. I'm pretty sure of it. So I just I don't want people to lose heart. Just keep digging. Keep You're trying. less
0: crappy than you used to be, right? Well, I think most humans would hope for that. I, I don't right. I don't doubt that we can be on a trajectory overall. Toward better or worse, I've seen people go the other direction. Okay, too. good. I don't doubt that, but the I'm going to make a major life change. Starting whatever day, just doesn't happen.
4: All of oh, a sudden, so I'm going to be a surfer. I'm surfer guy now. That's going to be hard. To, <laughs> that's going to be a hard thing to pull off. Well,
3: I know where you live. Maybe yeah, it's going to be a lot of commuting,
0: and maybe it's just better to recognize. You know, like all I can do is make small efforts toward this direction, mm. and at the end of the year, see if I'm better than I was before. Or get a body. But I'm not just. Get an exercise body. I'm not just going to become a workout
2: guy all of a sudden or or whatever.
3: Right. Yeah. What's
2: coming up your news, Marshall? Well, Alan Mueller, Russia investigation moving closer to President Trump. We got more Western states joining the X for Sex movement and an Oprah Trump presidential race in 2020. Oh, boy. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. Your
3: resolution to knock out a bunch of push-ups this year again, right? You got it. Ten what? push-ups in a row by the end of May. Really? By the end yes. of May? What? Oh, yes. What? What? yes. What? You're
0: talking crazy talk. He has not yeah.
4: consulted with me. We need to talk about this, Marshall. We
0: will. I mean, so you're into the booze. Somebody call my bookie. Want will have to ask you about that. All that's coming up on the Armstrong and
3: Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The voice of the West.
0: So I suppose we'll have to explore this in depth. More later, but last year your resolution was to do ten push ups by the end of the year.
3: Correct. You ended up in the hospital. Right. Correct. Yes. So, on the uh, on the table, as they say.
0: So this year you're you you did not even give yourself a year. You're gonna try to do
2: it by when? By the end of May. By the end of May, once I get clearance from my surgeon. I am going to meet with him next week. He we're gonna have a post operative meeting, and if he says go for it, then I'm getting together with Sean and we're getting we're going into training immediately. Positive
4: Sean is your personal trainer. Oh yeah, me? I'm going full uh, Rocky Four. We're going nice. up to the yep. snow, we're lifting logs, we're doing no modern weights. Wow. <laughs> it's gonna be all natural things. Nice
3: rocks yeah. and logs and such yeah.
4: chasing yeah. chickens around. Oh yeah, focusing on core strength.
0: <laughs> That's good. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, let's get the news now with Marcia Phillips. Well,
2: there is word out this morning of President Trump's legal teams taking steps to prepare for the possibility of him being interviewed by special counsel Robert Mueller as part of the Russia probe. NBC's Kristen Welker helped break that story.
1: We spoke to three sources familiar with the matter who tell us that these conversations between the president's legal team and federal investigators are preliminary and they're ongoing.
2: She says one of the issues they've been talking about is the format for the interview, including whether it would be a formal sit-down meeting or maybe just involve written responses to questions. Trump has repeatedly insisted, as recently as this last weekend, he is not under investigation. And you got former White House advisor Steve Bannon trying really, really hard to back away from comments he made to the author of that new book, Fire and Fury, that angered President Trump. In the book... Bannon described a meeting between Trump Jr., senior campaign aides, and a Russian lawyer as treasonous. Bannon, trying to make amends, insisting his description was aimed at former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, not Trump's son. Who was at the same meeting? But, yep, but this morning, Fire and Fury's author Michael Wolff is directly contradicting Bannon's explanation of those comments he made. Wolff telling MSNBC... The comments were directed directly at Don Jr. Okay.
0: Even if that's true, and I don't know if it is or not, um, he also says in the book, Bannon says in the book, there's zero chance that they didn't take those people up to see Dad, to see Trump in the floor above. Oh, really? Bannon the says, Russian lawyer yeah. check? And, uh, yeah. yeah. Bannon wow. said there's zero chance they didn't take the Russians upstairs to meet with Trump.
3: Huh. That's what Bannon says. Because Don says it was immediately clear it was bull crap. So, eh, you know, the meeting went nowhere. But you know, what do I know? On the other hand, Bannon is crashing and burning. He was sloppy, co- Steve. Sloppy, Steve. Yeah. That's right, sloppy, Steve. We need that clip every time we refer to him. Somebody that, action then, that. You? That is hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> got him a nickname. Congrats, you're on his bad side, and
0: a good one. I saw Trump oh, yeah. when he yeah.
3: first <laughs> delivered sloppy Steve the other day,
0: and uh, Kevin McCarthy, <laughs> my old friend Kevin McCarthy. Our congressman of California was standing behind Trump for whatever reason, and uh, Trump dropped the sloppy Steve, <laughs> and Kevin McCarthy like throws his head back like, "Oh my God, <laughs>
3: that's nice, nice." But uh, Bannon's uh, billionaire backers, the Mercers, is yeah. that their name? Mm-hmm. Have cut him off. Yeah, said that's it. We've had enough of your act. You don't. The money spigot is now turned off.
0: Well, when you say the president's son was a traitor to his own country, yeah, and then a couple days later say you weren't talking about his son. Um, yeah, that's a tough one.
2: More Western states are joining the X for Sex movement. Washington becoming the second state after Oregon to have a third non-binary X gender for birth certificates. Does
3: that make me an X man? Yeah. Allow people to go back and officially
2: change their gender designation. And California is also going to be adopting a law in September. Washington's so at the hospital, yes. your kid is born.
0: And and many of us know the sex before the kid is born.
3: You mean you're imposing your view of what the sex is on the child before they're born?
0: God, I wonder what kind of pressure doctors are under now uh, when they're doing the ultrasound to not pretend they know or can tell or something?
3: Would you like to know uh, the gender of your child? Would you like to know, honey? I think I would. Well, congratulations. <laughs> You're going to have a little to estate. Congratulations. And then at the hospital,
2: yeah. you would decide to put X.
3: Because... So they're not forced
2: into gender
0: roles. Oh, so it's not one of those. It's not one of those ambiguous
3: uh, genitalia things. No, which well, is the I mean, name of my new band. Certainly, um, <laughs> it could be, and I've seen them. They're yeah. great. Um, no, it's a uh, it's a political thing. Okay. Wow. Hollywood, Hollywood coming off at night a uh, solidarity against sexual
2: harassment. The majority of those who uh, were which, there,
0: which they're into, since we all found out, they weren't into that before. Right. Before we found out.
3: How they're soft on rape, so now they're lecturing the rest of us. Thank you, wise ones. Thank you, Rapey Wood.
2: Majority of last night's Golden Globes turning up in black in solidarity with the Time's
3: Up anti-arrestment initiative. That was a follow-up to the Me Too movement. Yes. Yeah, the Me Too movement is, is perfect. And and hey, gals who've been abused and, and assaulted and, and harassed and the rest of it, I'm 100% on your side. Absolutely on your side. I just think it's ironic that you know it's the quote-unquote "Me Too" movement because now all the holly weirdos are running around saying "Me Too." I'm enlightened. Me Too. I'm on the right side of this. Me Too. I was just about to go to the New York Times about Harvey Weinstein. I was just. I was just ready to do it. Yeah, Me Too, indeed.
0: I was just about to quit my job where I take young actresses up to his hotel suite, right. knowing what's right. going to happen to them. Right. I was like, I was almost
2: ready. Me too! And after a powerful speech at the awards show, speculation is running wild that Oprah Winfrey could make a run for the White House, she said in parts... So I want all the girls watching here and now to know that a new day is on the horizon!
1: You get a new day! You get a new day! That's your slogan! And the when that new
3: day finally dawns...
2: It will be because of a lot of magnificent women, many of whom are right here in this room tonight, and some pretty phenomenal men, fighting hard to make sure that they become the leaders who take us to the time when nobody ever has to say, me too, again.
3: There's a new horizon coming. Is that what she said? Everybody (laughs) gets a new day. So that's the new hope and change. It's going to make hope and change look like whip inflation now. (laughs) Wow! There's a little wow! There's a little old-timey political humor Obscure for you. your presidential <laughs>
0: yeah, campaign slogan board, not it? Um, That's right, Jerry Ford. That. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Michael. So, Oprah's longtime partner, Stedman, who was yeah. there in the crowd, yeah. who for some reason she won't make him an honest man, um, <laughs> I'm not living in Satan, uh, <laughs> says that she'd absolutely run for president yeah. when he was asked last night. And so it sounded like she was just talking about the sexual harassment stuff, but you think maybe that's her slogan moving forward? Yes.
3: It sure as hell so, sounded like know, it. You
0: know what? She can tie this whole thing into a presidential run. Make it all about it's ta- you know Women been putting up with this crap for too long. Right, right. Yeah, that might work.
3: By Plus a powerful, I- successful, respected, uh, talented woman. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That'd ring true. And I'd get the Obama poster guy on that. Uh, have him whip up a... Uh... A poster with that slogan whatever it was and then and, and get to work. God, I mean, yeah, oh please, the money would pour into that. I
0: got the question with Oprah similar uh, to what I had with Trump. Does she want to be president? Does she want that lifestyle compared to her current lifestyle? Well the answer with Trump
2: was no. <laughs> Clearly no. <laughs> that's a wrap, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Yeah, I'm struggling getting show The Voice of the West.
0: God, that'd be something. If it's Trump versus Oprah, well, first of all, it's an embarrassment to democracy. Well, Where's that it's that? now just celebrities running, TV celebrities running against each other. You gotta get past that. But once you get past that, it would be pretty awesome. Oh my God. I can't even imagine that campaign. Who knows what her positions are on a whole bunch of different things? Of course, it doesn't
3: really matter. It doesn't
0: really matter that much. No. What her former positions were, or?
3: Because
0: it didn't matter what Trump's former positions were.
3: Yeah, I could see her telling the pollsters to go to hell in a way similar to uh, Trump. I mean, somewhat similar to Trump. It's been like yeah. 40 minutes. I can still taste the gravy candy. That's
0: yeah. bad, right? Yes. The
4: gravy candy cut canes are hey. really making a hit here. Sure,
0: I got three left if anybody wants. <laughs> the greatest oh, okay.
3: spider story uh, of all time coming up among other things. It
0: was literally raining iguanas in Florida the other day. Oh,
3: boy.
2: Stay
0: tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: For the male nominees in the room tonight, this is the first time in three months it won't be terrifying to hear your name read out loud. Did you hear about Willem Dafoe? Oh, God, no. He was nominated. Don't.
3: That was pretty funny. That was funny, especially because the scary, scary Willem Dafoe reacted so beautifully to it.
0: Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty
3: Show. So uh, eventually we may get to the story that the wife of the nightclub shooter in Orlando, the Pulse nightclub, uh, her handwritten statement given to the FBI says, yes, he was angry at the U.S. for treating Muslims badly in the Middle East etc, etc. I'm not using that to justify any sort of narrative or we need to run them out or close the mosques or blah, blah, blah. But some of you are so desperate to deny that when it happens um, apparently that's what happened. Um, So uh, more on that to come at some point. Plus I have a trilogy of aberrant human behavior I'd like to get to. You know what? I'm going to bust off a piece. (laughs) Is that like a Urban dictionary phrase that means something I don't mean. It will be in about 30 minutes. All right, then. Um, so I'm going to bust off one of them for you. It is perhaps my favorite spider story of all time. Takes place in beautiful Redding, California, the Dang. Now, Redding has a bit of a reputation for folks listening all over the world. Redding, California has a bit of a reputation as being a little rednecky. I can't imagine where it got that reputation. Perhaps from all the rednecks.
0: <laughs> I would point out that if you are a redneck like myself, you take that as a good thing. You're there most likely on purpose because you want to be around other people that other people call rednecks.
3: And uh, the Armstrong and Getty show is very, very big in the ding, and we love y'all. Love ya. Not so much tweakers running around with guns, but there are very few of them. Anyway, so there you are in Renan, California. You're in your apartment. And you see a big hairy wolf spider. What do you do? Move. You, well, no. Jeez, there's I, one option. <laughs> you know, our 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 uh, walled compound in the woods. We don't go there for you know a couple weeks, two three weeks at a time. And uh, oh man, some big nasty spiders. <laughs> oh boy! In fact, uh, little D's friend uh, who went up there with us. Uh, that spider ran over his hand when he was reaching for the shampoo. Oh, boy. That's a wow! Rough I don't care what kind of manly man you are. <laughs> yeah! If you don't react like that, I tell you what, you got a steady nerve. Like the hairy kind? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Big hairy ones.
0: Spiders with hair on them are way more troubling. Mm,
3: yeah. There's something about the, uh, the Black Widow. It's almost got a Doberman-like oh, yeah. s- uh, sleekness to it. Yeah, they're, But they're, it, that's because oh. it's so big. You know, uh, but yeah, the Harry spiders are the worst ones, clearly. So anyway, there you are in Reading. You're in your apartment. You see a, quote, huge wolf spider. What do you do? Well, I hear everybody is answering at once. You use a torch lighter to try to light it on fire. Mm. Right? Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. You don't get a paper towel or a newspaper or or, or, or or hurriedly throw on a shoe and dispatch it that way. You certainly don't, like, capture it and relocate it outdoors because you love all of God's creatures and oh, you realize God. spiders kill insects. My kids are on that right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> Have to wait till their back's turned and squash. Anyway, you wouldn't do any of those things. You'd use a torch lighter and you'd attempt to light it on fire. At which point... It would run, terrorized, onto the bed in the bedroom where you are and set the uh, the blankets on fire, which it did. Uh, they were able to extinguish the fire in the bed, but it quickly spread to a flag collection and drapes in the bedroom. And firefighters had to be called out to save the day, cause moderate damage to the apartment. I know what let's do. Let's set fire to the thing. Now I don't know if that's rednecky but it's reddingy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wouldn't have assumed
0: that that would go that wrong. Neither did they. Um, speaking <laughs> of weird beasts, it was raining iguanas Thursday in Florida. I don't know if you saw this story but there were cold temperatures which froze the lizards causing them to fall out of trees so it was in effect raining iguanas all uh-huh. over Florida. It got so cold that all the iguanas up in the trees were freezing. And falling out of the trees and landing on people in cars and in yards and stuff.
3: Right. Unlike the great rock band Foreigner, they are cold-blooded. Check it and see.
0: hmm Gotcha. <laughs> Put that one up there with your whip inflation now. Um, Just trying to appeal to everybody. And, uh,
3: trying, to, trying to have a good
0: time. I don't know if you follow the NFL. I don't. Uh, this morning I heard something. So the playoffs began this past weekend.
3: That is correct, sir. Okay apparently the your Buff- former favorite team the Chiefs uh vomited all over themselves and blew a giant lead again at home and lost I'll be darned not that you care
0: um so uh OJ Simpson's former team the Buffalo Bills was in the NFL playoffs apparently and he went to a uh, Bill's bar in Vegas to watch the game with all the Bills fans and he was received as a hero as Bill's fans would I guess and taking pictures and people were loving him and
3: everything I wish you were still on the on the Bill's juice yeah the bills aren't the same juice yeah so isn't that something? O.J. Simpson, with wow. all his history, wow. thinks
0: I want to watch the football game with a bunch of people at a bar. Yes, and he goes and poses for pictures and whatnot. Nice, that's something. Did anybody throw any murder smack at him? Doesn't say Surely anything they about did. That. Well, it's a, <laughs> only it's, as they were
4: leaving. You know how the whole <laughs>
0: sports thing
3: is tribalism.
0: Yeah, you're, you're people on the team you root for. You you ignore their flaws. Or at sure, least that tends to be the thing. So. Yeah. Sickening. I don't approve of it. So one story we haven't talked about yet that happened last week while we were on vacation is the whole uh, North Korea, my buttons is bigger than yours tweet thing.
3: Another proud moment.
0: And I want to talk a little bit about um, this new book that is out about nuclear war which is what I relaxed with over the last two weeks. Oh, boy. By Daniel Ellsberg of the Pentagon Papers. Do you uh, remember that guy? Of course, we'll, we'll yeah. have to retell that story for the younger listeners. He's a big deal. Oh, I get to reset more of my 70s humor. He's part of that movie, The Post, that uh, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep are in. But anyway, he's got a book out. He's actually, his thing, Daniel Ellsberg, is being an expert on nuclear war. That is his main thing. Mm. And he's got a new book out about it and and, and blows up some things you have long believed about our nuclear capabilities and the way we handle them in the world and everything like that. And it's worth keeping in mind whilst we're staring down North Korea. It's pretty interesting stuff.
3: I've long believed the nuclear war would be pretty pleasant and brief. So, uh, whew, maybe I'll stay tuned. Yeah, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The voice of the West.
0: sent off today.
1: information.